welcome to Become a Unique Podcast, a place where you can be well and be you. We are all about lifestyle with a focus around wellness over here. One week we may be talking about gut health and the next week we may be having a conversation about being enough. No matter what the topic, the goal is to inform you with information and tools so we can vibrate higher as our true selves. Be ready to grow in a beautiful way. Becoming Unique is a growing podcast and would love your support by following or subscribing to this podcast. In Apple Podcasts, click the plus button. Reviews are also helpful for the podcast growth. So all reviews are appreciated. And lastly, but not least, be sure to share the podcast because the best advertisement is word of mouth. So let's get started with today's episode. Hey, y'all. So we have really been exploring different ways of healing over the past couple of weeks. Last week, we talked about healing through chiropractic care. The week before that, we talked about healing through different forms of therapy with healing springs. And this week, we're going to talk about some more healing. This healing is going to come from a different realm and definitely an excellent episode. Be ready to take notes because... Some of these techniques you may not have heard of before. I know for me personally, um, this was some new techniques and conversation for me that I was so grateful to receive information on. So this episode is really chock full. So I'm not going to yap my mouth off too much at at this opening um, session. But let's get on into today's episode. Let's go. Today on the Becoming Unique podcast, I have such a beautiful and amazing soul that you are about to meet by the name of Janet. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Yes, and I'm so excited to have you. (laughs) So before we actually get into today's episode, you got to let everybody know who is Janet. Well, my name is Janet Elaine Schmidt. and. just to give a quick background, I grew up in Wyoming and uh, Colorado, very rural places. Um, and I, when I was four, I started seeing angels and, and it was right when my father, my grandfather passed in front of me and I couldn't understand why everybody's crying uh, because he was happy. I saw his soul with the angels. And, um, and by the time I was 10, I would walk out to the fields and there'd be horses out there. And I just put my hands out. And at the time, I, I didn't even realize I was doing the laying of hands, mm. but that's what it was. And all the horses would come. If anybody knows anything about energy work, animals gravitate to it. Um, but I didn't really know. And in my family, it wasn't really acceptable. I had to kind of shut it down. So I did. I shut it down for many years and went into the mainstream of life. Uh, went to college, got married, had three children, and ended up divorced. 
Now, when I ended up getting divorced, um, in the meantime, I have to say on a side note, I was still doing energy work on the side. I was a Reiki master doing everything. It was more like a hobby. And uh, I was chairman of the board of a nonprofit that helped homeless women get a better education so that their children would break the cycle and raising funds for inner city hospitals. So as helping the underserved, which is how I always felt, even as a kid, I helped uh, the underdog. I was always there to include everyone. Um, but in the divorce, I ended up with a large sum of money. And so now I was in a position that I could help both the underserved, you know, individual and nonprofit alike. Mm -hmm. So I started helping people. And before long, everyone was attached to me for my money. And I didn't know how to say no. I couldn't say no. It wasn't in me. Um, and then I found myself in arbitration because my financial advisor, who was with an internationally known institution, so I always say that he was with a well-known institution that's still there today, um, made an investment outside the scope of the firm and lost almost all my money. Wow. Now, during that time when I was sitting in arbitration, all I could think about is I'm going to lose this money. I'm going to lose this money. I never once thought I wasn't going to win. But I knew the statistics of arbitration. You go into arbitration, chances are you're only going to get 10, 15% back. Sometimes people do win the money back. But yeah. um, so I, I kept putting that vibration out there. I was going to lose the money. So to me, that part of my story explains the quantum physics of it. Quantum physics is everything's energy. So in the end, the financial advisor was disbarred, his partner fined, and the company uh, was fined. And I only got 10% of what I lost. So I sat back thinking, okay, it has to be more than just the frequency I'm sending out. It has to be more than energy. What is this? Mm -hmm. And so I started searching what characteristics in myself would have promoted that. And I even took myself to things that happened to me in my marriage, things that happened to me when I was a child, all these things. And I fell upon neuro-linguistic programming, theta healing. I started studying epigenetics. And epigenetics is something that says, and for any scientist who's listening to this, I'm talking in its broad sense, epigenetic imprinting is characteristics, emotions, thoughts, traits that are passed down to us from our ancestors, gets passed through our parents, to us from the time we're born to about seven or eight years old. After that, it's our friends, it's anything catastrophic that happens to us, our society that dictates our beliefs, our thoughts, our emotions, our behaviors, our traditions, and that's going to dictate your reality, okay? Mm -hmm. So once I started examining that, it took me into my inherited money consciousness. Mm -hmm. So what was that? What, what did my ancestors believe about money? Mm -hmm. That was the avenue I went. Well, I came from eight generations of ministers who signed up to be economically challenged, who mm -hmm. signed up to give their last cents to the underserved and who had no money to manage. And yeah. I don't want to take that away from them because it's honorable. What they chose in their life was very honorable, but it wasn't what I chose in my life. So yeah. now I had, now here I was, I had figured my money inherited money consciousness out. So I started studying all the techniques that had to do with our subconscious and conscious mind mm. and even our superconscious. 
so that I could detangle that. And once I started going down that rabbit hole, I started going down so many other parts of my life and childhood that I had to unravel and reprogram for myself. But that's how I came up with reprogram for success because by using these techniques, I was able to reprogram my inherited money consciousness. Mm. Oh my goodness. Wow. You really... This is a lot to take in. Wow, I can't wait to get into this um this episode. So even though Jeanette may have started one way, you were re- able to reprogram yourself once you started to discover these different layers. Yes. Okay. Th- this is definitely um this is beautiful. Um, we're about to really get into it, but I have a question I'm asking all my podcast guests for this season. <laughs> and because of my new book that I just released, the release, um, your, your guide to bringing more acts of self-care, I just want to quickly know what does self-care look like for you? Self-care for me means that I take a moment when I get up out of bed and I literally have, you know, meditate. I have a quiet time where I commune, whether I'm communing just in silence, in the silent space of my mind, mm-hmm. whether um, it's in prayer or whether it's communing with the angels, mm-hmm. um, which is probably what I do every morning, all three of those. Yeah. Um, and I take a good 20, 25 minutes, sometimes a half an hour uh, doing that. And then I have um different, I want to say different, I don't know if you'd say different mantras, but I have the golden codes that I go through every single day. Mm. And they're, uh, the golden codes are quantum numbers that are combined together to service us in certain ways. They have certain frequencies. So I'll go through those. And I will say this, I exercise every day. I have some form of exercise, whether it's only, sometimes I only get a 10 minute what I'll call a Tabata on a bike or, but I at least get something in. I don't even care if it's a walk, walk up my block, but I, I get some sort of exercise in. And that to me is self-care. But the most important thing is to take the time to go within. Um, and the best time to do that, I don't look at my phone. I don't turn on the TV. Well, my TV is never on until maybe later, like eight o'clock at night. But, um, and even then it's off by nine. I watch maybe an hour of TV, but um, I never look at my phone, my laptop, my iPad, nothing for the first hour I'm up. And I would tell everyone to do that. You know, unless, unless you have, uh, unless you have know that you have to have it on for an emergency or something, there's no need to be looking at your phone because it triggers other thought processes in your head that don't need to be triggered when you first get up. Exactly. I, you know, I, I'm so grateful for the response that you gave because everything that you said about your self-care was within you. And, you know, sometimes, you know, especially on social media, we see self-care, oh, I'm going to the spa. I'm, you know, I'm getting a facial today. Self-care, self-care, self-care. And 
yes, that is a form of self-care, but you don't, the resources are always within you to give yourself self-care. And I love that you said the meditation, the quiet time and so on, and, and moving your body. You don't have to like run to like a special class to do it. If you're just walking up the hill in your neighborhood, that is self-care. So thank you for sharing that with us. And I appreciate it because <laughs> I'm on the- I will also say one last thing. If you're worried about staying younger and uh, being uh, rejuvenated, the best way is to meditate in the morning, is to take that time because it will regenerate your cells. Yeah, see, yes, we have to put all of these like reminders and, you know, out there because self-care is really, really important. And it's like you said, doing it in the morning, it, it sets the tone for the day, mm-hmm. you know, so- Correct. So I hope I don't get tongue twisted on the next question, (laughs) but this is on your website. And I wanted to ask you, what is quantum consciousness accelerated integrative holistic energy healer mean? (laughs) Well, we have a quantum field around us, correct? This is the quantum field that goes around us. And we also send out energy. We have quantum. So I go into the energy field, right? And we have a consciousness that floats in our quantum field Mm -hmm. or in our quantum field. Other people come in our quantum field. It's our morphic field as well. Um, And there's a consciousness level that's in there. Mm -hmm. And so when we take what we perceive as negative traits or perceive as something that's not working for us, right? Something that's kind of a weaker part of us. And we replace it with something that is strong and that is going to accelerate us in a uh, in the direction that we wish to go, a positive where we're not repeating a loop, but we're out of the loop now. We're we're going in the direction we want. It's kind of like replacing fear with faith and confidence. When you replace fear in in your life with you know, safety, security, and confidence. Well, just by doing that, you elevate yourself in a consciousness, you accelerate yourself because now you're not fearful of those things that you normally would be fearful of. You are, you are, have safety, security, and confidence. So you change the trajectory, not only of your personal life, but your professional life just in that moment. Mm. And you never return back to the fear. You will never return back. Yeah. So once you make that leap, once you make that leap, you never go back. And so you've accelerated and a a holistic integrative. I, I integrate almost all my techniques that are on my website. So I literally integrate neurolinguistic programming, theta healing, psyche, eye movement integration, DNA activation. I use all the techniques, light code um, activation, all these techniques and there's more on there all these techniques depending on who's in front of me I integrate them for Mm. the acceleration of where they want where they wish to go I I call it transformation I don't like to say um, elevation or anything like that because even though I do use the word occasionally transformation is a really important thing because we're constantly transforming and this is this is just an acceleration of that, an acceleration of the consciousness and transformation. Okay. So 
So you have a lot of techniques that you on your website that you offer. And so basically when a person comes to you, you are going to, you know, I guess do an intake and figure out what you need to use on that individual person. Now, if a person, I understand if a person comes to you, they're, they're in the place of ready, they're ready to heal because they need to come, they need to come to you. But let's say a mom brings their, you know, their child to you and, you know, and says, okay, I know there's some healing that needs to, to happen here. If a person's not mentally ready or aware for this healing to happen, do you think it's possible for it to happen? I know each of the situations different. Oh, but. Well, well, I can say, okay, so this is number one with, when it comes to children, Mm-hmm. I don't do any child that's under 13. Okay. Um, and uh, it's a code of ethics for me. And I have to have the parent there while I'm doing it. But usually if it's a problem the child has, it's a problem the parent has. Mm-hmm. So, so it usually is in tandem. <laughs> yeah. It, it usually is in tandem, but that's rare. But I have had people come to me, um, like what you're talking about, that um, don't know. As a matter of fact, I just it's funny you're bringing this up. I just got an email from a client today who wants their grown-up child to come to me. Mm-hmm. And they said, but I'm not sure if they're skeptical, does this work? Yeah. So this is what you're asking me. And I said, yes, it does. But what I do is I do certain balances before. So I'll do, I'll go in um, and bring them into the, what I call the whole brain state on that psyche and the all the technique, Psyche works on them, first of all, instantly, naturally, and automatically. And I'll explain Psyche in a moment. But I'll also, I also do a balance that says um, every technique I use has the positive and the important transformational effect on them mm-hmm. instantly, naturally, and automatically. And so I bring them into a whole brain state on that. So once that's in, it's in their subconscious mind. Now, Somebody will say, how do you do that? Well, Psyche was invented about 30 years ago by Rob Rob Williams. And it only has about 35 instructors all over the world. And so as I'm an advanced facilitator, you can find them in the United States, but it's not like theta healing or neuro-linguistic programming. But he invented this way where you can cross the left cortex with the right cortex and bring them into a whole brain state on a new belief. In other words, you can, you move out, the old belief will no longer exist because your subconscious and conscious mind or your left and right cortex are in agreement on belief. Okay. So so Psyche is one of the... um, techniques that you do offer. Um, that question is going to be a little bit further down, but since you're on the topic of it, um, if you can just give us the one-on-one of what Psyche is, because this is the absolute first time I'm hearing of Psyche. So if I I know there has to be others that haven't heard of it. And if there's only 30 facilitators, uh, well, there's, there's, only, there's only there's only 30, 35 teachers. There's okay. many of us that are facilitators. Um, I don't know how many advanced facilitators there are, but um, but psyche is, is a way that you're able to cross your body in such a way that you're literally, think about it, your left side of your cortex controls the right side of your body. Mm-hmm. Right cortex controls 
the left side of your body. So it's a way that I can test your subconscious mind. I have a way to test your subconscious mind. So if you told me you had an abundant mindset, Mm -hmm. I could test to see, you could, you could tell me I do, I do. And I'd say, okay, let's test that and see. And I could test your subconscious because your subconscious will never lie about that. Mm -hmm. And I could see if it tested strong or weak. Now, when you test, test, are you testing on like a piece of paper or are you testing by looking in the eyes? No, you test, you test by um, muscle testing and I can do it by a distance too. So it's, it's more than just muscle testing, but you have to understand your subconscious is in your muscles and, and you're it has been a proven fact that your subconscious in your muscles will, your muscles will never lie because they're run by your subconscious mind. 95% of your body is run by your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to lie about that. Okay. So is it like you're putting like little, what do you call this? Like little stickers on your body or something? No, I can, I can, I can just have you hold, it's a muscle test. I can have you hold your arm out and I could tell you, say your name and, and, and then, and see if it say, hold it strong and you'd hold it strong. And then I'd say, say your name is Alfred and it will go down. Oh, not lie. It will not, it it will say it will go weak because it's saying that's not true, but there are other ways of muscle testing that, that, um, can be done. And I, I do have other ways of doing it from long distance of, so it's like, so you can go into your, even your essence to a certain extent where I'm, I know whether it's your subconscious or you're not. And, That's and it's like a natural lie detector. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is basically a natural lie detector. This is why when I'm working with um, a management group and they set goals that they all, because they all come from different epigenetic backgrounds, right? So they just want to be on the same goal together, correct? Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I take them separately to mm-hmm. test to see if they believe in the goal or they don't. And then I adjust them so that they're strong for the goal, so that they test strong. But I never say who tested weak or who's testing strong, get everybody on the same goal. And that's why Psyche is a very personal thing. It's one of the techniques I never do in, in when I do my workshops, I won't do Psyche in public. I only do the, I'll do the other techniques Mm -hmm. because they're individual. Everybody can, um, do them participate together, but psyche is a very personal thing. So it's something that I, I do separately, but it's so strong that if anybody knows, um, Dr. Bruce Lipton, he wrote the book biology of belief, which, uh, was a bestseller. And I think it was written maybe 20 years ago. I'm not sure, but in the back of the book, if you own that book, look in the back, in the back, he attributes Psyche to the reason why he finished writing that book and why he has great relationships today. And it's because he, and he quotes to say, he goes on to say that it is the fastest, most efficient way to change a self-limiting belief into to a self-enhancing one in just, in sometimes 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Okay, so you do the test on the person, you find out their self-limiting beliefs and the subconscious and so on. Now, you know, okay, what what techniques do you take this person that's been thinking this way for 40 years, you know, to make change their mind? 
<laughs> so, so what, one of the things I do is I don't go to psyche right away, unless somebody comes to me, I do, I do, I do offer, um, you know, three balances or four balances, just straight up psyche. But I, I believe that the most important thing is, is to move the old belief out mm-hmm. and find out where it first started and usher the new belief in, but then clamp down. I kind of double clamp down the new belief with psyche. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I take the person through theta healing, or I'll take them through um, near linguistic programming. Both of those use a timeline. Mm. And so, if I asked you right now to close your eyes and think of something that happened to you when you were ten, mm. you would see your timeline on one of the sides of you or behind you. You would see where the timeline is. So the client kind of participates in this now. With theta healing, I usually use that with somebody who's a meditator, because what we both do is we both connect to the energy source, pull it through our bodies, mm-hmm. and then I push my energy into you, and then I go or into the client, and then I go through your timeline and find, oh, when did fear first happen, right? Mm-hmm. And I keep going and going and going until I see where it is, and mm-hmm. then when I reach that point. I clear it out. And it's almost like a shoelace. When you do that, it goes ching, 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 ching all the way down. But I'll take it out and I'll take out wherever it showed up in any part of your timeline all the way to present day. And then I replace it with safety, security, and confidence all the way down to present day. What I add in there is I go into your ancestral line and I do the same to present Mm -hmm. day. And by doing that, Um, now I've recoded it and I'll ask you, look through your timeline. Does Mm -hmm. it look clear? Mm -hmm. Now now I can do that with near linguistic programming too. We just don't connect to the energy source. I I'm connected, but the, the, the client may not be, and I can still clear it that way. Mm -hmm. I have other added techniques that I do do with some clients um, to clear it out and to reprogram their cells mm-hmm. because you can go through and reprogram cells too through a DNA re-engineering. And the, then if somebody has severe trauma though, before I even start with data healing, before I even start with neurolinguistic programming, I take them through eye movement integration or EMI. It's very close to EMDR, if anybody's familiar with that. Mm-hmm. And just to give people a quick kind of snapshot of that when we have trauma that's used for trauma anxiety when we have trauma we hold it fragmented in our brain so without going into how our brain works we just hold it fragmented and so what happens the reason why most people have a hard time healing is because their left cortex and the right cortex are arguing so your logical brain and your creative brain are arguing on how they're going to heal you right But through eye movement integration, through moving, crossing the left cortex with the right, you watch my fingers and they go like this and like this, and you're crossing it constantly, right? Mm. You're crossing the left cortex with the right cortex. Now they're combining into a whole brain state Mm. on how to heal. Now they can heal. And so what happens is you'll remember, you'll remember the situation, but you'll be desensitized from the feeling. Mm. So you'll still remember it. It doesn't erase the the memory of it, but what happens is you're more desensitized from it. 
You're oh, not okay. disassociated at all. You're just desensitized. So you don't have yeah. the feeling. Then we can go back in the timeline and, and do the whole thing. After I finish with that, and I'm kind of going over it really quickly. After I finish with all that, I work with the client to say, okay, what is it for you? Is it, um, if it's self-worth, I am worthy of the very best love and life have to offer. If, if that's what it was that came up self-worth, we go in to mm-hmm. see. Um, but I work with the client to make the goal or the new belief that they want. So it's not my words. I'm just there to assist, to make sure that the wording is I have, I am now, you know, to make sure that it's present, it's present day. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I had like some follow-up questions. It was a lot of information to intake, a lot of beautiful healing information. And, um, now, I just wanted to clear, when you say you're going ahead and clearing the path for them, when you say you're clearing the path, are you clearing it energetically like you would do with like Reiki healing, you know, or are they doing something to assist in the clearing of the path for something that may have happened to them at 10 years old? Well, when we go through in the clearing of the path, like when I go through the timeline and I'm clearing yeah. it, I'm energetically clearing it. Okay, with, so it's kind of like that Reiki healing. But if, but if you're in theta healing with me, you're kind of going along with me. Okay. You're, you're going along, along the way with me. Um, but it is it is very sim- similar. It's I, I call it quantum healing because you're going in somebody's quantum field and you're just kind of mm. carrying it out and, and yeah. making it clear. Now, there is a technique that I do when I call it light code activation and DNA activation where I ask somebody to walk, to visualize a spotlight with their eyes closed and walk towards the spotlight. And as they walk towards the spotlight, see everything that doesn't serve them at this time, at this place, at this now in their life, see it all drop off them Mm -hmm. and then step into the spotlight when they're done. And then we recode their cells. But that's, Mm -hmm that is a very interesting thing for people to go through. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll use that on, especially people who are meditators or, or, or are interested in that sort of healing. Now, does it take a few sessions to do something like this? Because, you know, some, like I said, sometimes it's like you have that old thinking, you've been living this way for 40 years or 50 years or whatever. And it's like, trying to reprogram the old story, um, does it take a few sessions or can it be done in like one session? Well, it depends on what it is. Like for a lot of people, it's like peeling back an onion. You know, I, you, you come and we talk about it and different things come up. Like I'll, I'll ask, how can I assist you? And I just listen to the words. That's part of neurolinguistic programming is listening to somebody's words also watching their mannerisms because we communicate 93% of what we communicate is not through our words. It's how we say it, how we look, how we feel, that kind of thing. Um, so I'll see, see what they're talking about. And that pretty much tells me where we're headed. I had one client who came to me and she said, look, I have great relationships. I have great relationships. This is great. This is great. But the one block I have is abundance. I don't know why I'm having this thing. I have three businesses. I have an abundance block. And so we went in and cleared out 
her lack, wherever she had lack of abundance when it came to um, work or when it came to even, even when she was a child, you know, um, having a paper route, that kind of thing. So we went through that whole thing and that was one session. And um, she wrote me a month later going, oh, everything's like in order. It's like, yeah, you know, it, it had all of her businesses had taken off and um, cause I can't keep a metrics. I ask my clients to always write me, to tell me like, how's it going? Mm -hmm. You know, that thing. And so that's how I know that all of this works. Um, and so she wrote me and told me that. So there are certain people, I had another young lady that came to me and her biggest complaint was she could never keep her house in order. It always bothered her. And she wanted her yoga business to take off. Mm -hmm. So we only had one session and we worked on both of those. It, it's just so beautiful with you saying this because energy is just so real. It really is. It's something that you maybe can't see, but it really makes a difference between the energy and the, in, and just reprogramming, like you said, reprogramming the, the stories that we have in our heads and, yes. and so on, you know, to make that difference. Like you can't, you know, you can't like cover it up with buying like stuff to like fix something. It's like, it comes down to you, comes down to you doing the work that you need to do within yourself to help clear the path for the, to, for the journey that you're on or for the, you know, the destination that you're going towards. So it's good to hear this information, but I feel like we're just tipping the iceberg with all of the different techniques that you have. Um, but let's, I guess, kind of start with like the first one. I know we covered a couple already, but the first one with, is um, NLP. What is NLP? NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming. So Neuro is the mind, the state of mind. So the state of your, where you are. Linguistic is uh, the way you communicate. So it's both your language and nonverbal. Mm-hmm. And program is just your programming. And so I can give people um, kind of two different ways we communicate that can be really interesting. One is, is if I asked you if you wanted to help me with a fundraiser mm -hmm. and you said yes, but you look like a deer caught in the headlights. Well, 97% <laughs> of or 93% of you said no, and only 7% of you said yes. Mm -hmm. So I would say to everyone out there, you know, pay attention to the cues that not only you are giving, but what everybody else is giving to you, because it's really mm -hmm. important how people communicate. But I think one of the most damaging ways we communicate is our inner talk to ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, you could you could have, uh, you know, a dinner party and people are coming to your dinner party and everything looks perfect, beautiful and everything. And now you're going, what if they don't like me? What if they don't like the food? What? And, and you're taking yourself downtown yeah. instead of, you know, being uptown and mm -hmm. being happy and, and joyous that you were having all these people come to your house. And, and so we can, we can do, I call it um, ants, automatic negative thoughts. Mm -hmm. And we can be really destructive with ants. Mm -hmm. um, and so I always tell people, Instead of when you're starting to go that way, just say, isn't it incredible? Something amazing is happening to me right now. Mm -hmm. Just say that instead. Just put that phrase in there. Anytime mm -hmm. you start getting a thought, have that running. Yeah. It takes you right out of it. Okay. Oh, okay. So um, 
with you um, having NLP like on your website, do you, you're just giving that person that reminder to like reshift the thoughts that we are having within ourselves and be mindful that we may be saying yes to a situation, but our body is telling something different. Yeah, it's it. Well, this is just part of NLP. That's that's one of the things that it does. I mean, uh, it it cues you into how you're communicating. It cues me as a practitioner on how you're communicating, mm -hmm. so that I can assist you in where you're stuck. Okay, where you're stuck. I can I can pick up on your words. That's that's mm -hmm. part of when I have somebody come to me. I say, how can I assist you? All I have to do is listen to their words, and I know right where I'm okay. headed. But but there's a lot of other components to NLP. There's where they call the swish method. I take people through that. I equip my clients with that, where they can do it themselves. And that's where you have a situation that is uncomfortable on a scale of six to seven. Mm -hmm. And I take them through a process of where they close their eyes and they can see this picture screen. Um, and they see themselves sitting in a chair, watching a picture screen. And they see this whole scene play out the way they think it is, right? The way it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And then I say, okay, now add a you standing behind the you sitting watching that screen. So now you're seeing something uncomfortable. You're hearing the people, you're seeing the colors, you're seeing everything on this movie screen. Now in the distance behind the you standing is the way you want it to hand, happen. And it's running on a picture screen back there. Mm-hmm. And then I take them through the process of switching the screens. Mm. So now they have the positive screen, you know, the way they want to see it, all of that in front of them. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, it changes the vibration and they're no longer pulling to them mm. the that they were. So it, that kind of changes that up. There's emotional resilience tools. One's the one point, and it was used by the samurais who prior, they would have all these thoughts going through their head prior to going to battle. So they'd be top heavy. So they wouldn't be centered so they could get knocked off their horse. So they would take mm -hmm. all their thoughts and move them down to two inches below their navel, which is the Hara point. And then they'd flush them down their legs into the ground. Mm -hmm. And now the thoughts, so now they could be present and solid and centered. And that takes about 90 seconds. And I give that to people people who feel overwhelmed, or if you're in a meeting, you can excuse yourself for 90 seconds, go to the bathroom, re reset. It's, it's an emotional resilience to or emotional reset. And oh. NLP has a lot of different tools that you can use in it. Okay. Okay. So, so this is, okay. This is really good to know. So as a practitioner, it, you, you're able to also just you know, diagnosed by looking at someone and just really understanding like where, where, what are they really saying? Who cares yeah. what's coming out? What, who cares what's coming out your mouth? I'm reading everything. It's that body language and your eye movement and all of that type of stuff in one. And that's, that's great to know. Um, so now the next thing that you offer is M E M I. What is E M I? EMI is eye movement integration, and it is, um, I use it for trauma and anxiety, and it's the, the movement where I have them visualize what the trauma is and everything, and we go through a series of where they'll not move their head mm -hmm. and not, and just stare at my fingers, and I'll kind of move my fingers across like this and like this in a process, and 
usually within one, 90% of my clients within one treatment feel relief. And what mm -hmm. it does is it brings it down and it brings your left cortex and right cortex in agreement on healing the trauma. Mm -hmm. And, and they call it the inner healer. And that's something that I'll use when somebody has severe trauma. Okay. Oh, this is really good. Yeah. So you, you did speak about the EMI earlier when you were saying that you're moving, <laughs> you're connecting by moving your finger around both sides of the brain. And it makes sense. It really does make sense. Um, we went over the advanced psyche. Did you want to um, talk anything else about the advanced psyche? Because I think that's what we kind of led off with. Well, psyche has a lot of other parts of it, like there are 12 different um, parts of our bodies that have belief systems connected to it. Like for instance, right up here is self-worth. Mm -hmm. That's so, like right underneath your throat. Like Yeah, it's like your collarbone right there. Mm -hmm. and, um, I can, and then right here's bonding and then unconditional love. It kind of goes all the, the way. Heart is bonding. Yeah, this is bonding. And then unconditional love's right in the middle of your chest. And then, uh, and then, you know, like on either side of your belly button is called letting go. So there's these different, and there's different, um, goal balances that go with each of them. Like here, I am worthy of the very best love and I have to offer. I am mm -hmm. unworthy of the very best. So I could test you to see if you're strong in I'm worthy of the very best life as love and life has to offer. And then I can test you on I'm unworthy of the mm -hmm. very best. And I can see if you test strong or weak for either one of them. And what we do is we adjust them so they're all strong, all the positive. So every point that's connected to letting go, choice making, all of that, we can adjust it all. Even there's even a point for spirit connected to spirit. And so we adjust them all so that they're on uh, in agreement with the um, balance that is uh, mm. a positive yeah, and so there's that there's a, there's the core beliefs and once these balance or balances are in they can't come out and then there is one last one that takes you from i can take you from your birth to your death and what that does is it releases all the fear that's connected with your birth and and any death when you say and it brings that, you like... into that it brings you into peace mm. So, it, so I, I'm just a little confused on the death part because then we we don't know when we're gonna die. <laughs> so, no, but it takes you through the feeling. You you go from the feeling of birth because okay. we don't remember our birth. Yeah. So it takes you through the feeling of birth, and it takes you through your life to the feeling of what it feels like to die. And it's like, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of, oh, and okay. it releases all that fear all that anxiety that's associated with it and it's just that's mm -hmm. for people who have anxiety about about birth and death and yeah. and some people i i've had i've been surprised by people who have chosen that just to go through it and what it does is it brings you into really harmony the the middle line of the yin and the yang in the now because mm. you no longer have anything else weighing on you oh okay uh, so does a person ask for that or do you suggest it? Oh, I let people ask for it. Okay. <laughs> so they kind of need to already know about that option. Or, or you know, I'll talk, I'll talk about what I, what is offered in these, but yeah. um, usually I let somebody, if somebody wants to explore that, 
I don't always offer that. I, 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 I do suggest the 12 point for anybody who wants to do Psyche. I'd say after you've had two sessions, do the 12 point. It's, it will reset your life for sure. The 12 point is where you were talking about like touching yeah. your, your, um, yeah. your collarbone and the, your chest and in the middle of your chest. Yeah. Okay. And just kind of like, and this I is, go really down, I go down the body line, really. I go down your body line and then, and then your spirit is in your back. But I, I do suggest that for people, especially if they've done a couple, I don't do it right out of the gates, but if you've done a couple psyche sessions, I'll say to you, let's do the, let's, if I think you're ready, I'll, I, I do suggest that I've done that on quite a few clients. And it's, it sounds really good because it's allowing you to really understand your truth because we, you know, we live in a world where we're, we're head, head heavy and we're constantly believing everything in our head, but our body is telling something different. And, right. you know, we live a lot of, a lot of us live in a place where we're believing our head and not, <laughs> and then our truth is somewhere else. <laughs> well, I, I think I, you know, when we were talking about birth to death, I think that's what that does too. It takes you out of your head and you're in your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, that process takes you right here. You're no longer here because we're, 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 we've been trained to be fearful of death. Yes. And it takes you right there. But yes, that's why I love the 12 point um, mm -hmm. belief system because those statements are really powerful and they, they really do reset your life. I mean, if you think about it, I, I am worthy of the very best that love and life have to offer. Mm -hmm. That just totally resets you. Yeah. 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 And do you tell your clients to like, say that like every morning or like just tell them when they're getting in the moment, say it. Oh, well, it, it's a process when we're going through what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. There's a whole technique that goes through this, but a lot of times if we make balances together, like if they're in psyche and we do a goal balance together. So, um, if, if we say I, I have, um, I have healthy, prosperous opportunities come to me consistently, instantly, naturally, and automatically, right? If we do something like that, then I'll say to them, because that's their goal balance, we've already put it in, right? I'll say, there's nothing wrong with recording that in your own voice. I'm a big believer in recording affirmations in your own voice. Yeah. I, I, everybody who is, does affirmations out there, I think it's great that they're doing affirmations for us. But I'm going to say, if you have affirmations that you really love, please, please record them in your own voice, because it's like, it's like when we're in our mother's womb, we hear our mom's voice. When we're birthed, we recognize her because of her voice. Well, our soul is the same way. When we do affirmations in our own voice, our soul goes, oh yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and we click into it twice as fast. Okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, so much. I hope everyone's able to keep up <laughs> so much healing, healing, healing information. Um, the next one is what is, um, hypnotherapy, even though this sounds familiar. Well, hypnotherapy is, is when you go in, it, it is like going into a light theta state. I use the only time I really use hypnotherapy mostly is like when we're doing theta healing, when I say we go into a light theta state, I have you deep breathe. I have you just go within and, and take yourself down. And there is a process that I count you down and you just kind of lightly go into a light theta state. Um, and 
I, that's when I use it. I mostly use it then I use, I have used it every once in a while. And it, it just kind of brings you into this light state mm -hmm. where you can be reprogrammed in that state. But I prefer self hip hypnosis, which is when I bring you into a light theta state. So you're bringing yourself into that hypnosis. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so when you do that, then the suggestions are together. Okay. So you, you, well, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do that. I, I, even though I am certified in hypnotherapy, I don't give the suggestions. These are, these are things that we have worked out that are together. Mm -hmm. it, is not, it is not my choice on what we're going to do. Okay. Now, do you have this conversation with them before they go into hypnotherapy? Like, okay, what do you want to do once you're like down? Or no, the, the, the hypnotherapy is going to be more like theta combined with theta healing. It's going to be like where you, where they just bring themselves down that way. And it's, it's more of a, a self, I, I can do hypnotherapy. I, I combine it though, because I, I don't make the suggestion. I do it with them. Okay. So, so what, so what is the theta, theta healing? <laughs> So theta healing is, it's a, it's a combination, I think, between um, neuro-linguistic program and hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about hypnotherapy, yes, I do hypnotize people, but they do self-hypnosis. I'm just their guide. I'm, I'm their guide. I guess that's how I want to say it. I'm more your guide mm -hmm. than hypnotizing you. Yeah. So it's not like somebody hanging a watch in front mm -hmm. of you and you're watching it and you're hypnotized by that. That's not hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy is literally taking you within. Mm -hmm. um, and so I like to combine it with theta healing, taking somebody within. And so we go through some deep breathing where you do go into a light hypnotic state. Mm -hmm. And so through that, I'm able to move through you energetically and then go. And I'm also in a theta state, but I'm able to be aware. And, and some clients are aware when they're in it. Some are not, some are not. And, and I'm able to go through the timeline. We're able to do the healing that way. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually quite lovely mm -hmm. doing, I, I actually quite enjoy, um, that's that's the way that I like self hypnosis or or taking somebody into kind of self hypnot hypnosis, and um, and I enjoy it as well. It's it's a beautiful beautiful transition. Mm. This is just proof that there are so many options out there for healing <laughs> that we really have a lot of options like you're giving us so many different ways of going in and trying to help reprogram you know that old story that we have in our head and I thank you thank you for all of this information well remember that every soul is different yeah so every soul needs something I I I call it interior design for the soul mm, I like that that's what you're doing. You're doing an interior design for your own soul. And so um, every soul is going to, some souls are only going to want near linguistic programming and psyche. Some souls are going to want theta healing, DNA reengineering and something else. Some, some souls are going to want the hypnotherapy that you're talking about where 
we do the self-hypnosis and we agree on what we're going to program in there. There are so many different techniques that are out there that are available that it's kind of like, it's even like practitioners or, um, you know, people, quantum healers or healers or, or we're all out there. We all have different frequencies. It's finding the one that resonates with you mm. and your soul. And when you find that, you will have enormous success in what you want to reprogram or what you want to achieve. I'm, I'm very happy that you point, po you pointed the awareness out that we are all individuals and that we have unique souls because, you know, especially we're on social media or TV and then you hear, oh, the latest new this, or you must do the Reiki to clear this and do that. And then you're, you know, you're thinking it's only this road or this is the newest trend, just like diets and so on. It may be great for some, but you need to find the one that's going to be right for you. So mm -hmm. um, be mindful of that and don't be mindful to like chop down like, oh, this energy healing is not for me because you try one technique and it maybe didn't work for you. You know, there are many techniques out there and it's up to you to put the work in just like, you know, going the easiest thing, going back to diet and exercise. Everyone's going to have a different journey in it. Um, and you have to find out what is going to be the master plan or, or prescription for you. <laughs> No, it's true. It's like some people are more linear thinkers, mm -hmm. right? More left brain. So they're going to like neurolinguistic programming. They're going to like mm -hmm. doing neurolinguistic programming and psyche. Those are the two things that every near, uh, most of my linear clients, that's what they gravitate for. The ones that are creative are more from a creative background or, or a little bit more transformational, they're going to do the theta healing, DNA reengineering, you know, light activation. They're going to, mm -hmm. they're going to do the whole, whole thing that they can possibly, possibly fit in. Um, but they both have the same results that the, the soul at the time is desiring because yeah. at, we're at different stages all the time. So what I might've been able to handle in healing five years ago today would have been like that. Mm -hmm. It might've been, I, it might've been a no five years ago. And today yeah. it's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. So we're always transforming. We're always in different, uh, different levels, but I would tell people, you know, the greatest gift that you can give is your own self-transformation. Because mm -hmm. when we transform ourselves, we transform form those around us because I'm in your quantum field right now. You're in mine. Mm -hmm. And so what you say to me can transform me. And what I say to you can transform you because energetically we're in each other's fields. Mm -hmm. So this is really important for all of us to understand and really for us that have children to really understand that as we're transforming, we're transforming our own children. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, I mean, I always smile. That's a wonderful thing. And so if you transform one, like if you're transform transitioning or transforming and you touch somebody, you're touching that person. Think how many people that person's touching. Yeah. And it's just snowballs like that. And it's, it's, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say this to parents, mm -hmm. I, I had a client 
in Houston who had an 11 year old son and she had done eight sessions with me. She was also a CEO. She was doing some other things and um, she had severe phobias of health. Mm. I mean, she, she thought she had mold. She thought she had all these things. And so we kind of went through all of that and, and even um, went through COVID everything. And, uh, and then we started working on different business aspects, you know, different other parts of her life. And I said to her, look, when you start making changes, because our children are part of our DNA, that's part of our quantum field, but it's also quite holographic. So we're all part of each other's hologram as well. And I said, so when you change that in you, you're changing it in your child. So mm-hmm. she changed quite a bit of herself in eight sessions. And uh, she goes, you know what? I never believed what you said about that until my son came home the other day. She said he was going to try out for the baseball team because all his friends were, but he didn't think he was going to make it. Mm-hmm. So instead of having faith in himself, he decided I'm going to go to the track team because they'll just take me. Mm-hmm. So he goes to the track team. All of his friends make the baseball team. Mm. And he didn't. And she said in the past, he would have come home, thrown a tantrum, thrown his, you know, whatever. And she said, he came in and said, well, lesson well learned next time I'll try out. Yeah. And she said it was just kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And so I want people to understand that when we don't really realize the effects we have on others, when we start changing ourselves, but we really do. When we start reprogramming, we have enormous uh, yeah. amount of change on others. Yeah, I, I'm so happy that you brought that to light because it, it's very, very, very true. And even with my transformation, I'm seeing the transformation with around me as well too with my close ones. So thank you, thank you for um, bringing that to light. Um, there is another piece of your healing that I've never heard of, which is the um, the zero point acceleration. What is that? Zero point acceleration is taking you from um, where you are present, uh, uh, your present um, belief system of where you are right now mm-hmm. and literally erasing it and taking you to where you want to be mm-hmm. in, in a matter of a couple sessions. You just, it's zero point, ex- you accelerate each time you come and it, it just erases it all. And it's faster than anything else that I do, but it, I use it only with people that are, are ready for something like that, because most of us aren't ready to just like, boom, most of us are taking our steps. Mm-hmm. And so zero point, basically, it, it really is basically using every single technique I have. And when we combine it and integrate it, it takes you from, you know, zero to. Okay. So it's pretty fast. It's, it's very concentrated, very intense. Okay. Yeah, very like, intense. Okay, so the advanced level of like healing, not taking the baby steps. It's like- Not like, taking the baby steps, yeah, not, yeah. Like we'll start today with just breathing <laughs> and next week we'll start saying some math. Yeah. Well, so usually, no. usually when you come to me, you're looking for an accelerated anyway. Yeah. You're, you're looking for an intense program. Yeah, yeah, it, de- it definitely sounds like you, you, I mean, 
like you got it going on <laughs> with the, in this healing um, and the healing game, because like I say, it's like sometimes, you know, people are from one thing, but like you have like a whole list, like you have like every corner checked off. So it's like, okay. Um, it just depends on what somebody comes to me. Cause as I said, every soul is different. Mm-hmm. And when I first started my work, I realized, oh, you know, you really, I, it's not one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And it never is. And so ha- having, being able to offer more and having an understanding of more, I still don't know everything that's out there. I'm still a work in progress. I'm still learning myself. And, yeah. and my job is to pass on everything I learn. Yes. Um, the next one is what is light code activation? Yeah, light code activation. Well, light code activation um, is when um, our light bodies, for the most part, are only um, well, maybe maybe we're lucky if it's sixty five percent in our body, mm-hmm. usually out here. And in order to really totally function, we bring it into our body. Mm-hmm. So there's certain obstructions on a quantum level that are are in there, and so we can remove those obstructions that are in there everybody has different ones um i i had somebody who was um a mother and a father like they got divorced and they ended up being a mother and a father and so part of what was taking up the space in their body was being a mother and a father Mm -hmm. just a mother they were a father too so that also did didn't leave space for someone to to come in to fill that spot too. Mm-hmm. So they were pulling that. Um, they also were hanging on energetically to some um, babies that they had lost. Mm. There's different things that are in there. And once we free that up, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of doing it in a, a light way to explain it. But once we free that up, you're freeing it up so that your actual light body can slide into you. Mm. And now when you're working at a 95% light body, that's when you're manifesting at your highest rate. So you want to bring it in. You want to bring it in, but Mm. there's different parts of us that people don't understand that take up space in our quantum field. I mean, Mm. there's so much that, and so once you free it out, you can slide it in. Mm, True. Like I hear the I don't know if it's a quote, but like you, you, if you're holding on to all of this luggage, you can't like get anywhere. Like you gotta let go of that luggage so you can, you know, be free to move quicker, faster and, and be able to, like you said, bring in other things as well. Right. And it's, it's, uh, remember when I, I said to you, one of the things I do is I'll have somebody walk towards a spotlight. Mm-hmm. Part of light activation is that I'll say to somebody, see a spotlight now walk towards the spotlight and as they walk towards the spotlight i say see everything that doesn't serve you at this moment see it fall off you i mean i can see it fall off them as they go through the process Mm -hmm. it you just dump everything and when you stand in that light it's like whoa Mm -hmm. now you're clearing everything out Mm -hmm. and then and then we go through the process of of the last pieces and it's just amazing. And then we just flow the energy through your body. 
Mm, do you have any advice for like someone? I don't know if this is a part of light activation. You know, their light dimmers when they're around certain people. You know, like they, it's like, you know, they maybe if they're with certain people, they can feel like they can shine brighter, but then they get around other people and then no longer, it's kind of like they're kind of going in that shell again. Um, you know, it's like the light activation is off <laughs> or dimmed. Well, this is what I, I would, I think I know what you're talking about. You're saying that when they're around people, they feel comfortable. They can have their light shine as bright as they want. Yeah. When they're around people that aren't. And this is what I would say about that. This is an interesting thing that you bring up because um, I am I am also a light worker. Um, that's that's what we are. Most of us that do this work, I consider you one because you're exposing people to all of this. Um, there are times where we do keep our light to ourselves and that's not a negative thing. Okay. Um, I think there's times where we're meant to but if we're shy about it, if we're shy about it, I always say, today I'm supposed to let my light shine. Let my light shine as bright as it can. Let mm -hmm. it shine as bright as it can. Now, there are times where I feel it come in, but that's because it's meant to come in close to me. Mm -hmm. But um, if if you're somebody that's shy, and and I think that's what you're talking about, is when you, you feel really comfortable, so you're out and your light is shining, mm -hmm. understand that it's okay to have your light shine as bright as you want anywhere you go. That doesn't mean you have to speak any words. That doesn't mean anything, but it means that think of it this way. As you send out that pure, infinite divine light that you are, because that's what we all are. Mm -hmm. And you walk down the street and you're exuding it. Think of all the people that get to feel that. Yeah. It's a wonderful feeling. It's a, a wonderful feeling. Yes. And, and so just know you're giving people a piece of that and, and that's fine. But I also say that there's times that, you know, you walk into, let's say you walk into Starbucks, this happened to actually to my daughter. I, I have a, a daughter who, who has that, you know, all my kids have that light, but this one is like <laughs> fully free all the time. Mm -hmm. And she goes in to Starbucks and she comes back out. I go, what are you doing? And she said, there's, there's energy that I don't want to be around mm. in there. Now that's okay too. So it's understanding when you're shy and when it's just a time for you to bring it in close. Yeah. Um, when my clients first come to me, I, I love them to see what energy is. So I take um, kind of the, the, um, tuning rods or, you know, uh, the rods used for, um, the crystals, the, yeah, the the rod, the rods that are used for water. You know the, oh, I'm losing the word, but you you can use these rods to detect water. They detect energy as well, mm -hmm. and so I'll use them. And on the ends, they roll like this. So there's no way you can hold them really. You can mm -hmm. kind of hold them straight, but because you can't have a grip on them because the handles keep rolling. It's a reason. So, yeah. so that you can detect where the energy was, they use them, they use them there. They use these rods to detect water energy and that sort of thing. And so I'll say, okay, to a client, um, stand there and send me as much energy as you can possibly send me. Mm -hmm. 
and I'll get probably 25 feet away from them and the rods will go like this. And then we'll say, okay, now I want you to pull this energy as close to you as you can, as pull it in. And mm-hmm. I'll get within two feet of them before it goes like that. Wow. And so we have this natural mechanism to pull in our energy and to mm-hmm. put it out. Mm-hmm. So if you're shy and you're around people that are new, but it, but you know, it's a fun place to be. Mm-hmm. Well, just let your energy flow out and just see it and imagine yeah. in your mind, say my energy is flowing out. But mm-hmm. if you're in a place that something's telling you, pull your energy in, pull it in mm-hmm. because we're meant to, we're, we're mm-hmm. meant to. Um, but as loving uh, infinite divine light beings, we're meant to have our light flow out. Mm. You gave me so many reminders in, in your response, you know, that it doesn't have to be on all the time. And, you, and, and like your daughter's also example, um, she recognized that the energy was off. And it's great to have this in conversation because sometimes people don't realize their irritability, they're being angry at something and not being able to say, oh, my energy was taken off guard because of this person. They're now just angry and bringing this anger off onto other people and not even knowing why, but just recognizing, you know, you know, energy and just so many other elements of life that we can't necessarily see, but being aware of this. And when we're aware of this, then we can center ourselves and, and start to be in control of it as well, too. So. I like that example. That's a great example. You're right, because we do take on other people's energies. And so it's also to be really aware of, mm-hmm. of when you are taking on someone mm-hmm. else's energy. I, I think that's that's so important. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's a, really, that's a really great point. And so I would say to people, ask yourself, why am I angry? A- a- am I supposed to be or why am I agitated or why why am I like this? And I will also say this. We can't blame it on that person because we took in the energy. So it's a choice. We always have a choice, right? So I always say to people, you have a choice in how you're going to respond. We have a choice. Like when we realize, oh, the energy's from that person. I don't have to be angry. Yeah. That's not who I am. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just allowing them to affect me. Well, you can choose not to have them affect you. Exactly. Yeah. And and their awareness makes so much of a difference, you know, to be able to understand and pinpoint those situations. So um, the last one I have my list of the different energies that you deal with um, is Reiki, which is probably the most popular (laughs) one off the list for me. And the one that I've had a couple of different podcast guests talk about. Um, But for someone that doesn't know what Reiki energy or Reiki healing is, what is Reiki? Well, Reiki for me is when um, I pull energy from the infinite divine source through my body and I methodically go through your body system Mm -hmm. and through going through your body system. And there's a couple, um, there's hand gestures that go with it, um, you know, for taking things out, for putting energy into you, um, Mm -hmm. all of these happen. but it literally is healing your energy field mm-hmm. and that, and it's for where you are at that time and yeah. just heal your energy field. Um, I, I 
also have different parts. Everybody in Reiki, every Reiki practitioner does it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. I also can see where somebody's stuck as I go. I have the ability to see, like, for instance, if I see, get to the heart chakra and I see somebody has shards in their heart, I know that they have been severely, severely, that their heart, they've had heartbreak. Mm -hmm. Like it's severe heartache. Mm -hmm. Um, I can go through and I can see where somebody might have a little pink with dust. To me, that's arthritis. Mm -hmm. There's different things that I'm shown as I go through some someone's body, but mm-hmm. I, I'm going to also add this. It's not just me working on your body. It's, I actually have assistance from the angels. Mm-hmm. So the angels come in when I do Reiki, the angels come in and basically take over. Yeah. <laughs> you have to say that they basically take over, but mm-hmm. I, I see everything. I, um, and, and I clear everything and, uh, around, uh, every part. So I can literally go down after I've done Reiki. I can literally, or even before I start, I can literally go down every chakra and I can see where somebody's stuck. Mm-hmm. I, I also like that you said that it's a way of clearing where you are at that moment, mm-hmm. because, you know, another thing people may think like, oh, I had it done. And six months later that, you know, like thinking it's the all in all healing where healing is a process and healing, you know, changes and so on. Um, so I like that you gave that reminder of like, it's where you are at that moment and that, you know, you may need to come back to another Reiki session or you, you have to keep working on this journey. <laughs> well, life is, life is a journey. Life is transformational. If we want it to be, uh, I had, I had a really, I, I had someone say to me, you know, you can either decide to stay on, on the same street, he, metaphorically, you can decide to stay on the same street, or you can decide to go and venture and see other neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And so when we decide that we're going to start venturing and seeing neighbor, different neighborhoods, that's transformation. And mm-hmm. we're constantly, I even think if you're in the same neighborhood, you're constantly seeing something a little bit differently. Yeah. You're constantly transforming. And so when you're going to somebody for a healing or especially for Reiki, one day you could be different than you are another day and you could be more open. Now I will say some of the best healing I've had for myself has been going to, um, I went to a Reiki shaman once and I levitated off the table and visions that I saw were, I was on a whole different plane and it was, I I still remember it. It was magical. And it was the, one of the moments of the most love I've ever felt in my life. And I hang on to that piece, but I, that told me that what it did was it was healing my heart. Mm. And so I know the reason for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And even when you said about the, you know, being on the same street or moving to a different neighborhood, even if you're staying on the same street in New York City, um, every day is different. One day you have a snowstorm. The elements are complete. Now you got to shovel your car out or whatever the case, things are constantly changing. And that's within our bodies and our energy field, quantum field and, and, and so on. So we yeah. have to be mindful of that as well, too. 
Yeah, I think that's what I think what he was saying is metaphorically, you can either stay in the same place mentally, mentally, Mm -hmm. or mentally and emotionally and spiritually. And physically, you can transform yourself uh, into another neighborhood, even if you're living in the same house. Mm. And I think I think that's what he he meant by that. But it is it is true every day. That's why I say every day is different. You could show up and um, I know people who have healed themselves overnight. Mm-hmm. So I know there's there's so many miracles out there and so many um, different transitions mm-hmm. that we can make um, in in a few minutes. Yeah. And then you're off to something else. Mm-hmm. So there's no day that's the same. Exactly. Wow. This has been such a beautiful conversation on learning about all of these different healing techniques. You have really given us a lot of jewels and a lot of information to te- take in. I think this episode may have to be listened to a couple of times. Be like, wait a minute, was it that EMI? Or what? <laughs> But, you know, people have to contact you to really get the, you know, the experience and, and so on and, and the details behind it. So, I mean, let everyone know where they can definitely find you and get in contact with you because, you know, you are experienced, you are experienced in this, all of these different healing techniques. So you want to go to someone that knows what they're doing. <laughs> well, they can reach me at um, www uh, Janet Elaine Schmidt.com. And you can reach me through there. And I'll say if they mentioned that they li- heard me on your podcast, they can get 50% off their first session. Ooh, that's, a, so, that's beautiful. <laughs> so, so I will definitely have all that information in the, the show notes. Um, so you guys could just click along, but I can't let you leave yet because you're going to have to let everyone know what does becoming unique mean to you. Becoming unique means to me is knowing that success in every area of your life is real and obtainable Mm -hmm. and understanding that the power is in your hands. Mm -hmm. And when we understand that we are unique beings because we have that power, now let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. You have the power. Like <laughs> we have the power. We definitely do. Um, even I wrote that. I didn't say we have the power in my new book. I put you hold the key to your life's journey as the subtitle. <laughs> so oh my, so um, oh my goodness, this has been so beautiful. And I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for showing up. Oh, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed myself. Yes, me too. OMG, I am absolutely in love with the Becoming Unique podcast. Thank you so much, Janet, for showing up with the Becoming Unique podcast. I'm in love with the Becoming Unique podcast because it is such a variety of shows and topics and and so much more. And as you can see, I'm learning with every single episode. I'm excited with every episode. I am so grateful to have episodes with such a large variety of information like today's show. Whew. As we can see, there are many ways to heal. As I started this show off, 
saying that the past couple of weeks showed, you know, we talked about healing in different forms through chiropractic, through therapy, and now through, you know, a, a more spiritual realm, a, a realm of, you know, of your consciousness and so on, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Make sure you check Jeanette out. You know, she said 50% off your first service with her. And yeah, I will see you guys next week. And it's going to be a different topic next week as well, too. But everything lies within, I, I, I'm going to say, this is a, it's a lifestyle podcast with a focus around wellness. So even though lifestyle comes in many different forms, different things we're doing, you know, at the end of the day, 99% of the topics I'm talking about is going to have some form of wellness wrapped around it. So another amazing episode coming next week. Make sure you're tuned in. Otherwise, have an amazing week, guys. Bye.